civilized people are reverting hey, you all right there? to their primal instincts. <laughs> now, even Buffy's own friends don't recognize her. Don't make Cave Slayer unhappy. An all-new Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Welcome to Sweaty Dale. Also known as If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me, this is a weekly-ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer where we take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago. This week's episode is Season 4, Episode 5, Beer Bad. We'll be talking about plot. We'll be talking about characters. We'll be talking about deadly libations. So spoilers abound for this episode, every episode before it, after it, the comics, and possibly even other shows and movies. If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me! Probably better than a torturous and slow death by spider bites. No one's going to say that I did that perfectly. That's fine. You did oh. it perfectly. Wow. Did you write it all down? Did you write it down? No. I just, you would fuck, we're on the fourth season. And you fuck it up every time. And your script is wrong. I know. So Moving I would hope, on. I would hope. Incredible. That I would finally So what happened right. in this episode, Kelly? <laughs> hey, slow your goddamn horses. Don't act like you've been here before. Jeez. <laughs> Clearly you've come in with an agenda. Oh. Some sass. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Kelly. I'm here with my wonderful co-host, Daniel. Say hello. Well, Thomas Aquinas. Oh, Jesus Christ. Stacia, say hello. <laughs> hello. Well, we're not here to talk about Thomas Aquinas. We are here to talk about... Season four, episode five of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Beer Bat. So mostly Thomas Aquinas. Mostly. Mostly. Originally aired November 2nd, 1999. Written by Tracy Forbes. This is the first of three for the series, all in this season. She's back. Okay. Uh, I thought this was the only one. Nope. She comes back for something blue. What? Which is fucking really a great episode. So it's super high. I love how these Buffy um, creators do like the worst episode ever and then follow it up with one of the best episodes yeah. ever uh, and then follows it up with the worst episode yeah. ever uh where the wild things are oh, which okay. is the the sex episode oh. so she really drew the you know two bad straws yeah. and she did the i mean for what it's worth did the best she could with this material oh yeah and we'll talk a little bit yeah. uh, we'll about why it. that happened yeah. uh she's also a writer for other tv shows uh canadian and american tv shows a show called flashpoint the bridge uh, and she actually co-created and produces and writes for a, a cbc show called cracked which i've never heard of but is I this mean, the bridge on fx it might be okay because that show was dope just says the bridge i don't know i didn't didn't click on the link so Directed by David Sullivan. This is three of 19 for this series. The last one he did was The Prom, and the next will be Goodbye, Iowa. Ooh. Couple of things. Should we just say fun facts? Facts. Facts about the episode. Oh, no, wait. Plot first? Fuck. God. You know what? You're not allowed to do a good intro and then remember the order of the show. That's just how things work. We got a list up there because we're a real podcast. I know. God, what happened in this episode? We open up on a daydream where Buffy is pretending that Parker is a person he never was, who's like empathetic and, and regretful, and he has ice cream. But no, it was all just a, just a dream in psychology class. He never did class. have ice cream. What a lie. He never did. But she knew who he was. No, nah, I'll, I'll talk about that later. Anyway, uh, so Buffy goes to the local pub we've never heard of before and won't see ever again, where Xander also <laughs> happens to have a job now, which is pretty fun, uh, and gets schwasty with a bunch of douchebaggy frat guys. Uh, who are the future of this goddamn country. Turns out the beer is, I would say haunted. It's a haunted. It's a warlocked, altered. The beer is altered. Warlocked. <laughs> the beer has been warlocked by uh, Jack, the unfriendly barman. 
who has made a concoction with the help of his, is it brother-in-law? Brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. That turns the drinkers of the beer into Neanderthals for like a 24 to 48 hour period. Uh, and therefore Buffy becomes one as well. So does the the frat boy. Never forget Cal Penn, one of them, which is the haircut before he gets turned into a Neanderthal is inexcusable. Ooh. So uh, shenanigans ensue, things get burnt down, and uh, eventually everything goes back to normal after Buffy saves Parker from the fire as well. B story, we meet Veruca and Shy for the first time. We saw Veruca in passing in an earlier episode in the season, but we saw the previously on. Yeah, we actually we actually get to see her, and that's that was a pivotal scene. I wonder if that'll be a factor in next week's episode. Anyway, fun facts. Let's let's fact them. So this episode is regarded by almost all Buffy fans as the worst episode of Buffy uh, ever. So, and that includes bad eggs. So. I love bad eggs. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't acting anything. It's an egg, Buffy. It doesn't emote. <laughs> So just so you can kind of know uh, that a good barometer for know that your show missed the mark. A couple of reviewers from the BBC said that it was um, the BBC said this is like a terrible example of uh, American puritism. So basically commenting like you can't you know have casual sex is bad. Uh, drinking beer is bad. Uh, Slayage, which I believe was a Buffy message board at the time, said that it was trite and had an obvious message. But Christian today honest portrayal of consequences so when christian today is like oh you know what this is well more thomas aquinas please (laughs) you know you're in the the right direction uh because this this episode begs the question why and it turns out the reason why is because they were trying to cash in on some government money so you really are giving out money huh is that any more tacky than your faux i'm shy but deep campaign posters Yes. This episode's plot was actually constructed to get money from the National Drug Control Policy, uh, the Office of the National Drug Control Policy, which had government funds set aside to incentivize network television shows that if they promoted an anti-drug message, you could get some kind of ad revenue, like some kind of money, like either they would match your ad revenue money or something. I don't think it was a ton of money, but people definitely did it. I mean, Talking about just the WB's Seventh Heaven was like a litany of episodes oh. where I it was just that like was just like a Christian based yeah. show though. Seventh Heaven was yes, but they would also have been able to be eligible for this kind yeah. of stuff. So it started in the year ninety nine. Sorry, when you got to pay for all these people, I mean, I don't oh, know if that, they're getting I mean, paid that's for. A huge, but like if they got that drug money coming in, it's like we can pay all these money. fucking people, all these extras for Maggie Walsh's class. Yeah. No, for everywhere. There are, the, I'm, I'll bring it's it up. It's a very later. populated episode. So many oh, fucking yeah. people. A ton of people yeah. in the bar. Oh, yeah. And it, yeah, at the Browns, too. And yeah, Unreal everywhere. Unreal amount. God, there are a ton of extras. I didn't even think about that. The best part is that they didn't get the fucking money. Mm. So they wrote this episode just to try to cash in a little bit on some, some ad revenue or whatever it was from the office of the National Drug Control Policy. And they were rejected because, quote, drugs were an issue. But it was otherworldly nonsense, very abstract, and not like real-life kids taking drugs. Viewers wouldn't make the link to the ONDCP's message. See, you all didn't happen to do a bunch of drugs, did you? Fuck so, you. I mean, they literally named the episode Beer Bad. Could you be any more transparent about right. what you're doing? Be- but because there was a spell involved. Okay, but can we talk about how they used to run those those ads where you'd crack an egg into a pan and be oh, like, yeah. this is your brain on drugs. Right. That didn't make any sense either. Yeah. 
This is drugs. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? So that's the reason why this episode exists. And poor Tracy Forbes that she, like you said, drew the short straw. Like, yeah. someone's going to write this episode so we can get a fucking check. Looking at you, Tracy. And you know it just went to Joss Whedon and his, like, his house or whatever. They just went to his house? What yeah, do you mean? It just says, like, mortgage. It's like, give me that drug money. I'm going to pay for oh, my sure, house. Oh, sure, Right, right, right. That we will later use That's as, what a, we're doing. as a movie set. Yeah, he didn't have that in his mind then. No, nah, probably not. The only other thing is uh, Cal Penn actually apparently shows up in an episode of Angel as well. Season three, episode two, that vision thing. What was he, he doing before he got famous? I, I guess. I mean, He's I probably know. in tons of stuff then if he's just kind of like going lot to lot. You watched House, right? Shows. Was he a recurring character on House or was yeah. he only in like one episode? Yeah, he was a recurring character. Oh, okay. Does he like kill himself or something? Mm-hmm. Damn. I don't remember. I know I never watched that show. He was one of the helper assistant people that worked with House, one of the doctors. Mm. The uh, This episode is so uh, light on positive things or content that uh, even the Watcher's Guide had only this to say about it. Yes. The Grotto is the name of a student hangout specializing in studying and coffee beverages. This is where Willow and Parker, Parker are having their conversation. Right. Which is a world. new place. Yeah, that was new. In Go Fish, so we, that's it. That was the only part about, about this episode. In Go Fish, a set called The Grotto was built. Producer Gareth Davies loved The Grotto set. The company held a party on it. I love it. So that's beer bad facts for you. Wow. <laughs> Wrapped up in Go Fish facts. So how do we feel about this episode? First impressions? Did you like it? Did you, uh, Daniel, do you want to tell me how you feel about the episode? I love the first 20... Mm. 10? It took me 30 minutes to watch the first 10 minutes because I was taking so many photographs of my friends' uh, screenshots and I was taking and I was taking so much audio that you're going to hear throughout this episode mm-hmm. from those moments. And I was thinking from, and the intro too, the the, the cold open was mm-hmm. fucking hilarious. And, and we wonderful. learned that not only Xander, or Xander isn't the only one that has like meow, 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 crazy music mm. when he daydreams. These are the things we want. Simple things. Comfort, sex, shelter, food. We always want them, and we want them all the time. The id doesn't learn. It doesn't grow up. It has the ego telling it what it can't have, and it has the superego telling it what it shouldn't want. But the id works solely out of the pleasure principle. It wants. Whatever social skills we've learned, however much we've evolved, the pleasure principle is at work in all of us. (laughs) So, how does this conflict with the ego manifest itself in the psyche? What do we do when we can't have what we want? Buffy, I don't know what to say. After how I've treated you and now I owe you my life. Can you ever forgive me? Amen. And not only to daydream into real life and then go back to the daydream. That was a first for for Buffy as well. I can't remember a time we've ever went back to, you know, basically like, you know, the daydream or whatever. Uh, That was fantastic. The whole scene with Xander showing up on campus was fantastic. Literally everything about that was great. Went to the bar and at first it's fine. But then it's just like Parker, Riley, right? That's the name, Riley. Mm -hmm. And just ooh, slow no, I think, descent. On no, the down. first twenty minutes of this episode, Oscar worthy. <laughs> 
it's amazing and perfect until we get our first cave person, like full caveman out and about yeah. town. I mean, Buffy, that's all Buffy half drunk, Buffy half cave person, like the cave slayer is amazing. Yeah. I love every single moment with her and I do not begrudge this episode for having the bad ending that it has because honestly, I mean, that's pretty great. Yeah. Her sitting in her dorm room looking at the TV pictures and just the the miscommunication about the group sex with Willow. Oh, that was, was so one of good. Like, that's so the thing. Good. She's really funny. I'm suffering the afterness of a bad night of badness. You didn't. Not with Parker again. No. With four really smart guys. Four? Oh. Oh. Oh, Buffy, are you okay? Do you want to talk about it? I went to see Xander. I saw Parker. Then came beer. And then group sex? (laughs) Got her face? No. Just lots and lots of beer. It's nice, foamy, comforting. It's beer. She's a really good writer, and she did absolutely a great job with what she had. Her and I really stealing that sandwich. Mm. Oh wow! I fucking caught it. You actually got it that screenshot the, from like years ago. Yeah, that is actually started. our logo on all social media. That's our logo <laughs> on our website, and it always has been. Yeah. And it, I didn't even know it was from this episode. Oh really? And when I learned that, I was like, oh. That sucks. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like you have to have it all in slow motion. And just <laughs> That's it. That's the one. Oh, my God. I love it so much. Oh, Buffy's stealing a sandwich. Yeah. I mean, just... just the best. Oh, speaking of Oscars and not Oscars, but awards. Uh, this episode was actually nominated for an Emmy for outstanding hairstyling for a series. Who, who's? Buffy's, I guess. Calpens. Oh God, I hope not. Oh God. Or um, maybe just. Well, I guess it's not costuming, right? It wouldn't be hair for the cavemen. It could be. Like cool body none hair. Of, none yeah. of them really stood out for me for the hairdos. I mean, Buffy's like cave, post cave, like her cave hair yeah. was curly cool. hair look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think was I mean, Yeah, I think that could be it. I like girls. You stupid. No, you stupid. No, you stupid. Smelly head. Yeah. Poor Calpen. Yeah, the well, I got it. Yeah, right yeah. there. That matted hair. That's so funny. Like, yeah, where she looks dirty and her hair's all <laughs> fucked up. Best hairstyling for a series. <laughs> but I mean, for what it's worth, I I've never been a hairstylist. I don't know what goes into that, and I'm sure it's not easy to recreate that look. No, maybe. create that look. That's what I want. <laughs> I, I want the cave woman look. That's right. I mean, who doesn't? But uh, thank you for your input on this this mm-hmm. episode. I want to say that I feel similarly. I think there's a lot of funny jokes in this episode, but overall, yeah, it's just like the most ham-fisted like we really moved away from the moral messages after season two mm. um it was even light during season two but this is just like it's bad that's bad i don't believe this is entirely on the up and up what gives it away looking at it but this episode's all about buffy and parker drinks that make you turn mm. into cave people right right that did happen and too. while i don't know that there's been an actual instance of that there have definitely been some mm. questionable libations causing sickness and death that I would love for Stacia to tell me about. 
Okay, well, off the top of my head, because I didn't do any research on this. <laughs> this is totally not coached or set up at all. Not planned at all. Um, okay, so for the setup for this, I just want to explain there's ethanol and there's methanol. Right. Ethanol well, is the shit that gets you drunk, that you drink. Methanol also gets you drunk, and then it kills you. And are they both byproducts of making alcohol, or is only ethanol a byproduct of making alcohol? Well, methanol is what you call wood alcohol. Okay. And so it only takes about two shots of methanol to kill an adult mm. human being. And a shot is about an ounce, I yeah, think. Yeah, two or... ounces. Wow. Wow. Um, it only takes about two teaspoons to kill a baby with it. Oh, it's dude. really deadly. It um, Basically, it's the way your body breaks down the alcohol. It turns into acid, which gets into the bloodstream. And then you get this acidosis thing, which causes Jesus. like blurred vision, confusion, dizziness. And then you get a really terrible headache. You get fall into a coma and then you die. Wow. wow. So methanol is placed in industrial alcohols so to, encourage, to discourage people from drinking it. And this has been happening since Prohibition times. Um, but so it's found in things like antifreeze, de-icing fluids, fuel additives, paint remover, shellac, varnish, windshield wiper fluid. Um, back in the Prohibition times, a really popular thing to do was to take sterno, which is like canned heat that you would use to like cook Oh, they use like for chafing dishes or like yeah. for catering. Um, and you would strain it through a sock, make jungle juice out of it with fruit drink mixers, and then um, die. <laughs> and Holy apparently shit. it happened so much and so often that Tommy Johnson in 1928 wrote a song called Can't Heat Blues about people dying from drinking Oh, we'll shit. be playing that song. <laughs> All right. Sure. So that just I would just want to like lay the foundation of like why you can drink alcohol and it's fine and you can drink other alcohol and it's really not fine. Um, but I want to take this back to the 1940s eastern tennessee whoa i can feel it okay i'm there are we ready for this yes i'm, I'm about I'm to hit there. you with some fun facts about soft eastern drinks tennessee. oh okay well hey so in eastern tennessee there were these two brothers called barney and al hartman and what they did they were bottlers they made homemade whiskey delicious and in like the 1930s 1940s soda was like a regional thing like you couldn't get it all across the country like you can now like coke's like freaking everywhere like you can go to the tiniest little village in africa and like drink coke there it wasn't like that in the 40s and they wanted a really good citrus soda mixer for the whiskey so and they couldn't source it anywhere so they decided they were going to make their own okay. and what did they name it they named it after the slang term for homemade whiskey Sun. Mountain Dew. Oh, oh no. no. It means moonshine. Nice. <laughs> That's what people in Eastern Tennessee used to call moonshine was Mountain Dew. So they named their citrus mixer Mountain Dew. Wow. <laughs> oh, that sounds terrible. Mountain Dew and whiskey? Gross. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they that's what they were doing well, with it. fucked up already. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when it was originally promoted, when it was originally launched as a thing that you could buy, they had a mascot for it, which was called hillbilly willy yeah it's like a cowboy looking guy they had that in the throwback bottles yeah 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 um and their slogan was it'll tickle your innards 
So, and I found this really old commercial, like the first commercial they had, and it's these all these, it's all these hillbilly people going woohoo Mountain Dew, and then their hats explode off their heads, <laughs> and then it ends with it'll tickle your innards. I don't know why that would make anyone want to buy it. Oh, it's incredible. <laughs> it'll make your head explode and it'll make your tummy dingly. Tummy. Yeah, Mountain Dew. Oh, beautiful Sal was a stone-hearted gal, refusing to bill or to coo. But Clem was right smart, he appealed to her heart with that gal getting good old Mountain Dew. Yahoo! Mountain Dew! Mountain Dew will tickle your innards, cause there's a bang in every bottle. All right. So it went through a couple of iterations, like the original brothers sold the soda recipe, which was sold again, and eventually PepsiCo ended up buying it in 1964. And we have like the standardized recipe that we kind of know today, which is mostly water, corn syrup, orange juice, and caffeine. There's like some other oh, stuff. There's orange, orange juice. In juice. It. That's its wow. main flavoring. Wow. I we could have never known. guessed that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's like green. I know. A lot of food coloring, some okay. citric acid, some other stuff. But those are the main ingredients. Um, mm. So they started marketing it to a couple of different like peoples. Okay. They use the term game fuel to promote it to gamers who are playing mm. like on their computer. Mm. You know, that's a huge culture thing. People like dudes sitting in the basement drinking Mountain Dew and playing. Oh, sure. Drinking their balls. But that was way later, though. Yeah. No, this isn't in the 1960s. Yeah. Moving fast forward <laughs> to like the last 15 years or okay. so. Um, and then they also use the tagline "Do the Do" to like appeal to skaters, sports people, right? Oh yeah, their and bikes. Tony Hawk. There was a whole level where there was Mountain Dew billboards. Uh-huh. Do, the do. Do, the do Yeah, and they've had a bunch of different flavor iterations, like uh, Taco Bell's Baja Blast. They had a cherry oh, flavor. I love Baja Blast. And so then in 2015, and it sounds like you already know about this, or maybe it was you. They launched a very ill-conceived and nostalgically aggressive product that they called Do Shine. <laughs> Oh. Do you remember this? Uh-uh. Did you yeah. see this at all? No. So it had the same original slogan, it'll tickle your innards. No, that's and and they claimed work. that it was the first time you could buy it legally. <laughs> Introducing Mountain Dew Dew Shine. Smooth, clear dew with an old school citrus kick. Dew Shine. Available legally for the first time. Um, and so it was quite different than any other Mountain Dew product that had ever been released. It was the first clear product. Like, it was a clear soda. Everything else has been colored before that. It was made with real cane sugar and not corn syrup. And the only way you could buy it was in, like, those old-timey glass bottles or small alcohol-shaped jugs. Whoa. <laughs> so it looked like and was marketed like it was alcohol. No, I definitely never saw that. I mean, they made a throwback can. I remember the throwback, even the glass. I remember yeah. the, so, the cane sugar. Well, but it definitely was like did, a yeah. call of the time. Yeah, yeah it wasn't so called. I never did the tickle your innards. pictures of it? Yeah. yeah. The TV is off. What? What? People. And then it was discontinued in 2017. But it's not alcohol. It's not alcohol. Okay. It's soda. It's mm. also a citric flavor, but it has no orange juice in it. Hmm. Don't know what the magic ingredient is. I couldn't find that. So it only lasted for about a year and a half, almost yeah. two years. Um, and the reason why oh, no. is because we're going to travel right back to its hometown, Tennessee. Yes. In 2016, teenagers decided, inspired by perhaps Dewshine, they decided to take Mountain Dew, the original flavor, and mix it with 
high performance racing fuel and drink it. Why? Which they called Dushine. No! <laughs> because it was their own bootleg homemade version of alcohol. They thought it would be fun to get drunk off of it. The problem is high performance racing fuel that you put in fucking race cars is um, almost 100% methanol and poisonous to humans. No shit. <laughs> Welcome back to The Real Story. Deadly concoction being blamed now for the deaths of two Tennessee teens. Police say they mixed Mountain Dew with racing fuel and then ingested it. Since their deaths, more teens have admitted to also drinking this potentially deadly cocktail. Trace Gallagher is live with more on this disturbing story. What did you find out, Trace? Gretchen, there's even a name for the deadly cocktail. They call it Dew Shine. As you say, Mountain Dew mixed with racing fuel. Turns out a group of boys in Greenbrier, Tennessee, drank the mixture as a way to get high. So this happened on a Wednesday night. Thursday morning, a 16-year-old kid, Logan Stevenson, was found dead in his bed. Yeah. And they realized he had been partying with his friends the night before. They found his three friends that were with him. They were all really sick. They went to the hospital. One more kid died. The other two were eventually released after getting treated because they drank drink less of their douchein than their two friends so two people in tennessee drink mountain dew mixed with gasoline (laughs) and died and mountain dew that was already selling a product called douchein was like oh shit (laughs) (laughs) and discontinued discontinued their line (laughs) we probably never should have been marketing to children this product and pushing so heavily on the illegal moonshine (laughs) line (laughs) yeah so mountain like humans have a long history of drinking methanol items that are deadly i mean this goes back to like over 100 years and mountain dew has a deep history apparently with the bootleg whiskey industry but this was like a horrible like combination of of both of them yeah (laughs) wow so moral of the story is don't drink mountain dew (laughs) i I mean i guess right but they were mixing with just like regular ass green mountain dew yeah regular mountain dew they weren't using the clear kind man they couldn't even be bothered to buy the dew shine right they're making their own dew shine i know (laughs) I mean, I just find that that's the most galling part. Buy the dew shine. Right. Go for the upper. Go f- go for it and mix it with the gasoline. Man, Come on. Poor Mountain Dew. They're like, it's bad enough they actually used Mountain Dew to make this shit, but then they kind of call it our fucking thing. Yeah, call it something else. Yeah. Uh, the sheriff of the town that it happened in was quoted as saying, Typically, people don't come up with names for something if it's an isolated event. We need to educate people. And so they had this big thing in Tennessee where they took kids into the schools and they were like, look, don't drink gasoline. It'll kill you. (laughs) And there were parents quoted as saying, like, you never thought you'd have to tell your kids this. But now we're all worried. Jesus. So I like to think that Mountain Dew's corporate lawyers also showed up to be like, hey, if you are going to drink gasoline, don't brand it. <laughs> Just don't use our brand. For, we're for, suing for you. our brand, we're going to find you in the woods and we're going to sue your ass. Where the fuck are you living that it's easier to get high-performance racing fuel than it is to just get some goddamn beer? Tennessee. Apparently. Land of NASCAR. I mean, it probably would be pretty niche, right? Like, let's say your family's into racing or whatever, so you just have gasoline no, everywhere. No, I mean, but like, you, you can have... just, like, go to, like, a, a gas like station a... and buy it. Sure. You what? You can buy it. They're 16-year-old. They could drive. Yeah. What? I mean, if you wanted, if you if you went to a store, I'm sure you could buy it. Maybe they don't have it on the shelf, but I'm sure you could order it and get it. Oh, well, I guess that's fair. And why would anybody? Okay. No, I saw, I saw say all no these pictures. In, they're not going to assume Tennessee you're going to drink it. Like they're straight up 
like gas pumps that you can go to and get oh. raising fuel. And you can also go to like motorcycle shops and stuff and they sell in gallon jugs. Oh. Yeah, so I don't think it's that hard and I don't think there's an age restriction on it. So well, if you're a 16 year old kid, it's easier to get your hands on than <laughs> alcohol Christ. if you don't Wild. drinkable alcohol if you don't know someone who's Oof. 21. Well, that was amazing. Well, Buffy was not drinking gasoline. Thank God for that. <laughs> she would be a dead slayer. Gasoline bad. <laughs> gasoline bad. Douche what am bad. I saying? <laughs> Gasoline bad. What beer? Like beer. Beer good. Beer bad. Bad, bad beer. What the hell am I saying? Buffy, go home and go to bed. Say bye. 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 Buffy was not drinking welcome. gasoline. She was drinking Black Frost. Black Frost. Which isn't a real brand, right? Not that no. I know of. That would be bad for that brand. There has to be a Black Frost that's been made. I mean, at least, obviously, probably people, uh, home brewers have definitely made Black Frost before. Oh, yeah, yeah. For, but I'm good I'm, and strong. But I'm surprised that nobody ever has because, I mean, the ingredient is acid, clearly. Um, <laughs> Danger but, acid. It looks like it says G acid. Yeah, I think yeah, it said danger, danger once upon a time. Oh. But yeah, I'm sure homebrewers do. Black Frost, I, the first time I saw it, I immediately was like, that sounds like a beer brand. Like, no question. Oh, sure. Yeah, it definitely Absolutely. sounds real. With all the microbreweries in the world, I can't imagine that there isn't a brand called Black Frost. But I'm not familiar. And it, it's definitely a sticker that they made and put on a keg. I don't oh, think 100%. that was a keg of Black Frost if it does exist. And it does say beer, Black Frost, cold and, and strong. Or good, good and strong. Good, good and strong. strong. Sorry, good can't guarantee strong. that it's cold. Yeah, can't. Although the frost... You would think maybe. I mean, it's definitely like Bud Light or whatever. I feel like it's even less than Bud Light. It's like completely watered down. Whatever they were using as a substitute to drink on set didn't even appear like beer. It was like it was, apple juice. It was almost water. I mean, yeah. it was really gross. And like Xander didn't fill the pitcher up all the way. Oh I would my be God, like, I broke that, that down. Weird. I would be just livid. Like yeah. if I'd be like, no, 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 you're not done yet. Keep going. <laughs> you know, salt, earth, I'm better than you. Mm-hmm. Fill my pitcher. Jack. Now. Yeah. <laughs> the uh did you do you did you catch the names? I don't even think they said the names of everybody of the all the the frat boys, the four guys that oh, turned I into the care. Neanderthals. Uh the main dude, the we are gonna rule this country or whatever with the future of America. I just called him Brett Kavanaugh. I mean I mean I assumed his name was Chad. Accurate. Oh we're just gonna better. call him Brett. It's Colm. C O L M. All right. Yeah. Yep, it's we got Colm. Right. Hunt is Cal Penn, and then one of them is Kip and one is Roy. I mean, so. great, great stuff. The thing that the modern day pundits fail to realize is that all the socioeconomic and psychological problems inherent in modern society can be solved by the judicious application of way too much beer. Black Frost <laughs> is the only beer. <laughs> I thought you guys thanks. needed to know that. Tracy, Tracy, yeah, thanks, Tracy. Thanks, Tracy. That was yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Uh, have you ever drank alcohol and turned you into a gay man? I've drank alcohol. I've I've been known to dabble in the dark arts. Of alcohol. <laughs> uh, do you know a warlock? <laughs> yeah, know. No, I've never. Be- I mean, have I? No, I no. I've not become a caveman. It's a metaphor. But have I metaphorically <laughs> become a? Ca- yes. As we all have. The thing I like about beer makes all everybody the same. I know. I've yes, and all of that propaganda you want to spew at me. Mm-hmm. Fine. <laughs> it, there's a ring of truth to it all. Tracy knows what she's doing. She's writing a, a story, but. I don't appreciate your preaching. That's all. So, yeah, the episode is is too heavy-handed, but it's like oh, sure. the stuff it's saying is not inherently wrong. Mm-hmm. Alcohol is not great, but there's no life without alcohol. Well, the other alcohol message was supposed to be casual sex is bad, right? I oh, guess. yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, the whole weird. No one all... had sex in this episode. 
only thing you're thinking about is how long before you can jump on my bones. Look, if you think that I'm... I mean, you men! It's all about the sex. Find a woman, drag her to your den, do whatever's necessary just as long as you get the sex. I tell you, men haven't changed since the dawn of time. I think just because the conversation with Parker, yeah. it's like we're supposed to be like, oh, only a scumbag would do that. And part of me is like, yeah. Okay, so there's a line where Buffy says, I knew what he was. Mm-hmm. And that made me spiral out a little bit because I'm like, I don't think that's true. I don't mm. think she knew he was a womanizing, if you want to call him that, or a person that would have sex with you and not call you back, right? Yeah. I don't think she would have entered into that relationship had she thought that. And we saw right. no indication of him other than like the little moment with Kathy, which I think was just like, we're supposed to believe he was not definitely not He's there just to being do a that. friendly with right. his roommate. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I, I don't know why that was thrown in there. I knew oh. what he was. I guess it was just so Buffy could have her pity party of like, I deserve this. Of course he did this to me, which was again a little weird, but. How's the fugue state coming along? I mean, that's it. She's in a fugue state. She is not in reality right now. Yeah. Everything that she said and felt in this episode was ridiculous. Yes. Top to bottom. Which is why she had to turn to a caveman. How come she didn't turn, like, get the brow? Everyone else got the brow. I think it's supposed to be that she didn't drink as much as they did. You think? Well, she got sent home early. Xander sends her home, and then they stay there and keep drinking. Oh, that is true. Oh, that's a good point. Okay. And she also seems to, like, keep her power of speech a little bit more Mm. than they do. I mean, listen, once we start talking about the rules and shit like that, that's where this episode (laughs) truly falls apart. That's the worst part about it. The monsters this week are officially called the Neanderthals, if anyone should need to reference them. I don't care. Never featured before or since. No shit. Weird. Hopefully Greg is in prison, right? That's his name? The bartender? Jack. Jack. The bar- Jack. There's a lot of Jacks Jack. in this show, actually. Let's put Jack in prison. Let's put Jack in prison. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why is he still on the street? I don't know. I've got a lot of problems. Yeah, I know. I mean, just to touch on the Parker stuff and, and Buffy. I mean, that's kind of the whole premise of the episode, right? She wants to drink. Well, she didn't really want to drink. It's so weird because she didn't like seek out alcohol. She just randomly ran into Brett Kavanaugh and Co. and was like, yes. and was like, you you're gonna drink with us, and it's like that's innocent enough. It doesn't have to be a well, terrible but the, encounter. I mean, the, the start was so rapey. Like you're yes. not allowed to leave. I know, I know. Yeah, not great. But it's like, but I don't know. It's I thought I just thought Buffy would be like, I'm going to drink, but I guess that would not be. You're not gonna get cut a check. For having somebody go and be the lonely drunk that Xander wants you to be. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. So it's like she has to almost be coerced into it. But I feel like Buffy would be like, I need to take an edge off. Why can't Buffy? Come on, Buff. Be a lonely drunk. Go to the bar. So none of the, our friends have really done that. I mean, they're, they're younger, right? They're only 18 max in this season. Right. Uh, but Willow does turn to alcohol immediately in something blue. The first thing she does, she's like, I'm going to get wasted. Good. Yeah, she's like hiding a beer bottle in her coat or whatever. <laughs> what great. the fuck? And then <laughs> everyone's, like, everyone's like, Willow, you're going off the deep end. And I'm like, it's one beer. I mean, she was like drunk. <laughs> I know, but still. I mean, I guess when you've had like a cave slayer experience, it kind of like changes your perspective on the world. But it always felt extreme to me with Willow. Yeah. But I think it's fun. I mean, I understand the draw for Buffy to be around guys who actively seem like they like her after feeling like scorned by Parker to want to be around them, even if she doesn't actually like them. I mean, I have a hard time putting myself into that position. Like a heterosexual woman would maybe want attention from guys when she's feeling down. Like, okay, I I can get that. If we take away how douchey they are and like the rapey weird vibe from the beginning. Okay, sure. Like they seem fine enough other than like just being insufferable assholes uh but i i I don't know that she i don't know i I don't know that she would well here here i'll help you out what this was was contrived and it doesn't make any (laughs) sense that's again a bad problem with buffy is that it doesn't make 
any real sense. It's not something that Buffy would do. We pass it off because she's sad about Parker that she would just do it. And it's like, well, that's just enough. Fine. But like, I don't know. I don't buy it. I mean, I guess that's really why we had to ramp that up beforehand was her being so distraught still well, over, it, over Parker. And not only that, but it's also even introducing Riley. Riley's showing up. Mm-hmm. Riley has a life. He's got other shit going on. I appreciated him just being like, I gotta go. You're fucking annoying. And like, you're clearly so into this. But I mean, the show really is hitting us over the head. It's like, we disapprove of Parker. We love Riley. Handsome, Riley's a good boy. Riley. Here he is again. And, and he's, he's so normal and balanced. <laughs> right. And he's, and he's Parker's opposite number. So it's like, I... Am a good boy. I yeah. respect women, whatever, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And it's like, and also Parker making out not even Katie Luns. Where's Katie Luns? I oh, mean, she's. Or Katie Lunas, whatever her name is. I forget. No, I will never remember. He's moved on. Oh, yeah. From Katie Lunas, who's also probably heartbroken, apparently, mm-hmm. at some other bar across town because they're all not. 18 year olds getting she, drunk. She actually knew who he was. That's fair. She knew who he was. I mean, Riley knows his rep is not a secret, but I don't think Buffy. Oh, God. Okay, well, Buffy, like, I mean, this happened the first couple of weeks she was in school. It's not like she's been there a while. Yeah. Parker and Riley are both older. They've been there for a couple of years. So yeah. that's a good point. They would know. Oh, that's a good point. That's more right. likely, like, Famous reputations on campus or something like that. Famous. That's the thing. I don't know. I do want to say, though, I mentioned this when we were watching the episode. I always think of Riley as being really boring and tedious and also just, like, unnecessary. Like, I don't like him. I understand he's supposed to be kind of, like, a, the foil to Angel. Like, he's the normal human. But then he turns out to really be more destructive than Angel, I think, in a lot of ways. But before he starts dating Buffy, he's actually really great. Yeah. He's just like, okay, I see you don't want to talk to me right now, so I'm going to leave. Like, he's yeah. just like, no pressure, just kind of like friendly to her, but he doesn't seem like he's hitting on her. Like, he doesn't even really remember her. And it's really nice to have someone where, like, their life doesn't revolve around Buffy and they don't care. But it's also not Parker being a total douchebag to her. It's yeah. just like, I'm a nice person. See you later. Yeah. Oh, it was, was nice. It was a great. And it, it made sense then at that point, even like Buffy just being so into it and being sad and going and sitting at the bar. And I don't know. I mean, Xander's there. And I feel like she does go to Xander to be comforted. Yeah. I do kind of wonder if it's like that thing where you go to your like loser friend and you feel better about your life. Because like, even though my life sucks, it's not as bad as this guy's. Yeah. I'm the new bartender over at the pub. Got my lighter, my rag, my empathy face. Um, <laughs> but I would say that, that uh, you know, the, the disconnect is still strong because Xander's fine. He's, I mean, sure, he's probably not happy with his job or whatever because he's getting, he feels like he's being, you know, um, intimidated or patronized by Brett Kavanaugh. But like, mm. he, he's got to know deep down, like, you're actually a douchebag. I'm fine. I'm, I'm with Anya. I, you know, that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> I have a but job. But you know what? I've got a job. I've got yeah. a girlfriend. What do you got, Brett Kavanaugh? Debt. <laughs> Probably not. Debt and a Supreme Court bench waiting for you. I feel like his family's probably rich. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I mean, his name is Colm. I mean, you don't name your kid Colm. That's a rich people name. Absolutely. For sure. No, no, no. I rudely interrupted. And it sounds like the two of you are having quite the meeting of minds. Possibly debating the geopolitical ramifications of bioengineering. You have a take on that? I've got beer. You want some beer? There, there aren't bars on campus. Oh, right? this is all fake. This yeah. is a room. This is like a room in a lot, like a library room. This is like a room. <laughs> yeah. In it like is weird. this doesn't. This is not a bar. Right. Yeah. Like, this is clearly. But a still, set. just like to state a fact, like you can't have a bar on campus, right? I don't think that there's a. I can't think of a bar on campus. I'm trying. I to mean, like, PSU has bars on campus, but they're also like a city. See, college. that's why it's a yeah, a little different. I feel like, but if but, you have a kind of a contained, like your your call, ODU is in the middle of the. 
I mean, it was it's right? it was a it was a place. I mean, you just walk off the campus. You're. I mean, I think that's it. Campus does stop. There is a right. map. Mm-hmm. It just so happens that there's across, a bar the street, across the street, there's, there's right? A, totally. But like, I feel like there's got to be some kind of. You're not allowed to have a bar proper in the campus. I mean, right? maybe, maybe yes. I mean, I would, I would guess so that there's not. I, I mean, I think I would it would so. necessarily not be a great place to have a bar. Like, I think close to a campus, but not on a campus, just because half the people legally aren't allowed to drink. But well, I don't know that there that's would be a law that would prevent you. It wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Right. And that's probably what it is. Because I mean, even like restaurants, these places aren't even like. It's not even like there's a restaurant that the that the that the that's being run by the university that you would like yeah. go to that would serve alcohol. It's like you're. There's just Chick-fil-A. Like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. There's really no place or or moment where you would be like, I need to go to a bar because you could just cross the street. Mm. Yeah. Like, ODU used to have like a row of bars that later got taken away. But it's, yeah, you just walk across. There's a couple bars mm. just right out there. So. That's what I figured. I don't know. Just the way that Xander kind of phrased it. This looks like it's inside of a dorm. It's like oh, almost like you walk down a dorm. It does seem dorm. like it's, it's like the basement of a dorm of building. Of a dorm building. Yeah. And obviously Jack <laughs> is like, it's fine. He doesn't care about cards. He's like, just give everyone the beer. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy is reckless as fuck. Put him in jail. What's going on? Well, he wants to make sure they drink that Black Frost. <laughs> it seems lucky important. that only Buffy and her guy pals were the ones drinking Black Frost. Well, I feel like other people were. And we just didn't see them caveman out. All right. That's a good point. He clearly, Jack, had a vendetta against the rich and douchebaggy, which I get. Yeah, me too. So maybe he was only serving that. But Xander's one that poured it and he didn't know. Yeah. I I think they even specifically ordered that. They did. Yes. But someone else must, right? Like you go to a bar, you see the taps. The motherfucker made a keg. The motherfucker made a keg. Yeah. He's ready to go. He wasn't just dosing that specific. Right. Like. Glass Pitcher. or whatever. And it Pitcher. couldn't have just been Colm. I mean, it's like, I think we're to assume that every person going to school every kid is a pretentious dickwad. Yeah. So he hates everyone, right. which is yeah. wild. So we just didn't get to see the other Neanderthals. I have to imagine that after 20 years of being around pompous college kids who think they know everything, but you know, really know they know nothing, that are drunk and belligerent in your face, drunk and belligerent, would get wearing really would, oh yeah like yeah. you would hate everyone kind of and if if anybody ever in real life talked like Colm did i yeah i would want to poison him it makes well, me think so. about um no goodwill hunting oh, yeah it? and there's like a scene where he's like in a bar and he's like a townie or whatever and he's a janitor at the college right and then, and then the like, girl's like, boyfriend or whatever yeah being in. a douchebag to him and it makes me think about that really hard except yeah. for unlike xander who was just like oh, i have beer like that guy Sorry. was actually really really brilliant right so I, I mean, but hey, I've got beers again. Apparently, oh, that's good. a thing, though. Yeah. On, I wouldn't be surprised. College bars filled with douchebags. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sure it's insufferable. If you were tied and gagged and left in a cave that vampires happen to frequent, it wouldn't really be like I killed him, really. Buffy. I'm a slut. We actually spoke a lot about this episode for there being no content, so I'm proud of us. We should yell about some things that... Uh, Move this along. Daniel, do you want to go first? The opening shot was for Cycle of the Freshmen. Uh, Welcome Freshmen uh, was the banner that was hanging up in the corner. Oh, really? And the protest was happening in the corner. Um, say no to whatever. What, uh, during her daydream? This must stop. No, at the, the opening establishing shot after the theme song. Oh, oh After okay. the theme song, our establishing shot of the campus was from the freshmen. A recycling like really, of the freshmen. Wow. It said, welcome freshmen. And then in the corner was the this must stop. Holy shit, happening. I didn't catch that. Yeah. So Damn. it's exactly the same. Me either. Yep. Nice. 
Stacia? Do you want me to go? Um, I love that not only is Buffy daydreaming that she's going to save Parker's life, but she's daydreaming she's going to save his life like 20 times by killing a million vampires all at once. That's amazing. I thought that was great. Like she doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't go small in her daydreams. No. Why not? Or should you? <laughs> Nothing can defeat the penis oh. only made more awkward oh. by the fact that it was a voiceover. What? That was not so awkward. Voice. I know. Bizarre. Buffy. That is my best friend. You need to think about not Parker. He's no good. There are men, better men, wherein the mind is stronger than the penis. Nothing can defeat the penis. Too loud. Very unseen. I don't even remember that. I must have blocked it out. And we watched it this time and I was like, what? Yeah, I wrote that too. Incredible. I can't believe it wasn't his voice. It was wild. So weird. So, weird. so bad. You know, there's more to it than uh, white Xander uh, replying to Buffy saying when she's like, mixing drinks, mixed drinks. Instance. He's like, I know. I've, I've seen, seen cocktail. cocktail. I can, I can do, do the hippie, 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 hippie shake. shake. Have you guys ever seen cocktail? No, it's Tom Cruise, no. right? It's Tom. Yeah. It was uh, universally panned by critics. It got the Golden <laughs> Raspberry Award for Worst Picture. Uh, Vincent Camby of the New York Times said, quote, it's an upscale, utterly brainless variation of those variants of B-movies in the 30s and 40s about lives, loves, and skills of coal miners, sand hogs, and telephone linemen, among others. What's what does that mean? Sandhog? I know. I loved it. I was like, what is that sentence? <laughs> in 1992, Tom Cruise was asked about the film, and he said it was not a crowning jewel in his career. <laughs> but you know, a lot of people reference that movie all the I know, time. I've seen, I've seen clips where randomly they'll they'll show there's like a bar scene apparently where Tom Cruise like go, you know is that crazy manic jumps on the table mm-hmm. or whatever does some crazy like pours. I don't know what he's doing, but they I've seen that in like other context well, but it's, I, I don't, it don't like know. really became a thing like not only was that a little pop culture phenomenon for that scene but it even became a thing in bars like coyote uh, ugly the entire concept of coyote uh, ugly is that is, scene is that sure yeah so Wild. it may have been panned but you're talking about it and i want the hippie hippie shake i don't know maybe that's something that they say in the thing i don't know if that's shaking just that a cocktail shaker shaking that cocktail I love Xander's fake ID. Oh, my and, God. And when they were like, yeah, that's definitely fake. And Xander goes, what gives it away? And Willow says, looking at it. Looking at it. <laughs> I like, <laughs> it was like the cutest little Willow moment. It was uh, adorable. <laughs> in the greatest 10 minutes of the entire show so ever. Good. Yes. So everyone should be well aware at this point that we have beautiful HD copies. And mm. we're going to keep saying that probably throughout the season because Daniel got a wonderful screenshot of the ID. And for a show who doesn't always pay attention to the details, that ID, with the exception of the back of it that's completely blank, is fucking legit. They actually wrote shit in it. Now, Xander's name is Xander Harris on it, but which is funny because his name is Alexander. But never mind. But it seems to be an address in Ohio. Um, maybe a pal Ohio. But it puts his fake birthday as... November 29th, 1970. He's 5'10". And he weighs 170 pounds. He has brown hair and brown eyes. Did you know that? But they put all that shit on there. They even like made a fake governor's sign- sign- signature, I guess, in like a seals, a state seal maybe. But I don't know. I was very impressed with Xander's little Burt Reynolds fake ID. While we're talking about Xander and that scene specifically, Nicholas Brennan has a fucking tattoo on the inside of his arm. I never saw that before. Mm-hmm. It was really weird because like he leans over to show them the ID and the, his shirt raises up and there's like a little black, almost looks like the mark of Igon tattoo. It's, oh no. Yeah, just saying, man. Truthers out there. Oh, no. <laughs> the truth is out there. 
I'm, I'm pregnant, pregnant by, by my stepbrother who'd rather be with my best, best friend, friend. <laughs> he's left and he's left me with no place to live no food except this bottle of wild turkey which I've drunk all of that was me being tanked and friendless that was me being tanked and friendless for you what's amazing is we've all are still talking about this one scene because and we will continue to circle this scene for I mean Seisha stay on the scene let's go I don't have any other notes about that scene although I do like Clearly, Xander wants that moment to happen so badly, and then later you see him in the bar, and that woman tries to do that scene with him, and he just holds up the no smoking so card. Good. He doesn't even like look at the her. No look, no smoking. Yeah. <laughs> it's just fantastic. Iconic. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> with his fucking weird volcano button-down shirt. Yeah. Is, is, oh, is that God. a pterodactyl? <laughs> <laughs> He's an icon. An icon for the age. Buffy just casually fucking implied that she wants to murder Parker, yes. which is pretty fantastic. So, so she said, like, we'll just leave him alone in a room with vampires and see what happens. A cave. <laughs> R.I.P. Billy Ford. That's not a joke that really happened. No, a cave. She was like, I mean, if I tied him up and I just left him in a cave that vampires are known to frequent, is that murder? <laughs> like, that's Buffy, the math she's doing in her what head. The fuck? <laughs> Absolutely incredible. I love it. <laughs> Two notes on Parker. Two final notes on Parker. One. I've gathered my evidence and my report is in. He is the bad kisser. So Buffy kisses plenty of people. She seems to be fine at it. Proficient. Kisses plenty of people. She kisses Angel. Sure. There's never a moment that I questioned their kiss because it mm-hmm. seemed natural. Two people kissing like normal people. Uh, if you go back and watch Parker kissing the fake Katie Lunds or Lunez or whatever her name is, whoever that person is, he was a bad kisser with Buffy. He's a bad kisser with her. Okay. What are the chances? I'm going to blame it on Parker. Parker doesn't know how to kiss. Okay. I believe very, it. very bad. The other thing that I want to note that I was going to note before is when he comes on to Willow about getting laid, I thought he was going to be genuine about like just like telling her the truth or whatever. But then I was like, just like Willow, I see your game. Uh, People shouldn't have to preface casual sex with just so you know, I'll never grow any older with you. It takes the fire out of it. Maybe. I see your game. And then I was disappointed because I thought they weren't going to go for the trifecta, but they have. They've finally done it. They have the no smoking, no drinking, no sex. They did. The uh, how often will that happen in a Buffy episode? The trifecta. And still all didn't of get it. that cheddar. Chef's kiss. I mean, right. Yeah. I'd be like, listen, we also say no smoking. Look at this kid. And they're like, the volcanoes are distracting. That's what we're looking at. They're like, damn it. (laughs) And Joss is like, that cost me a fucking wing on my house, Tracy. (laughs) Some magical nonsense. Um, Willow wears an iconic shirt in this episode. Oh my God. It's white and it's got red faces on it. Knit gray sleeves and a leopard print collar. It's three shirts in one. It's three shirts in one. At I first, I no thought it was about. three shirts. It's, oh, I guess you don't have a picture oh, of her. You don't have a picture of her. Oh, so, but this. Oh, you can oh, see. That's kind of. the back of it. That's okay. two of the shirts. That's all I got. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was three shirts, and I spent the entire scene to only realize it is actually, in fact, one shirt. Whoa. And my question, my question is. Did they buy that shirt somewhere or did they have it made especially for Willow? Because either option is honestly terrifying. Yeah, I, where'd she find it? 
Did, did she make it? I mean, it's, I <laughs> it's weird to think about. It's weird to think about someone who's not designing for Willow to make that shirt and think people are going to want to buy this, even in the 90s. Right. But then it's also weird to sit down and think, what would Willow wear? And that is the thing that comes to mind. And you Must make be it. fun to make for Willow. <laughs> it's like, give her whatever. Uh, the little bits I've seen of the like the interviews with the woman that does the wardrobe really likes Buffy and is very much like fashion forward. She's like a fashion person and really used Buffy as an example to set trends. And apparently she did in the 90s. I mean, I wasn't a teenage girl in high school in the 90s. So I was a little too young so and a little too gay. But uh, I, I think women, like some women did kind of emulate Buffy's style a little bit. At least that's what the woman was hoping. Mm-hmm. Willow was always supposed to be the the dorky <laughs> one, but like she's had her glow she's up this season, icon. and we're, this is a this is a setback. Yes. This is a personality setback. Oh, Done no, through three shirts and one. <laughs> Do you think setback. they did it just to make her look worse in comparison to Veruca? I mean, maybe who's wearing a very Buffy outfit? Yeah, I mean, they certainly in the next episode of Wild the Heart go out of their way to be like Willow's a dork, <laughs> and Veruca's like sexy and cool, cool and dangerous. So oh, maybe good. this is this subtle. <laughs> I just want to look respectable on this. Considering I'm probably going to die in it. My mother always said, beer is evil. Joyce, zero Joyce Summers at some point. Joyce, zero of ten. <laughs> Even when she's not in the episode, she ruins it. <laughs> the worst. Uh, the Beta Delta Gamma member. Rough day? Nah, it's been super. Uh, be- beta, Delta, beta Delta Gamma, not a real fraternity. Or sorority. sorority. Really? You would be surprised to learn, huh. as you are surprised. Yeah, we accepted. Her name is Malady. That's all I could get. Malady. Malady. That's huh. not a name. A Malady is Mel- a bad thing. Melody. I, that's what I thought, but it was definitely Mal. Mal. Malady. Okay. All right. Was it so? Malady. Yeah, we accepted Malady's pledge and made her an official sister of the Beta Delta Gamma. And our pins arrived today, and I designed them myself. Doesn't work, but it is a reference to the Alfred Hitchcock Presents show from uh, this was November fourteenth, nineteen sixty one. The premise is. Mark and Alan are frat boys. During a party at a beachfront frat frat house, Mark challenges Alan to a drinking contest. Alan drinks a full pitcher of beer, and Mark refuses to do the same. Alan becomes angry, but he and Mark eventually pass out. Alan's frat brothers decide to play a joke on him by injecting Mark with a substance to make him appear dead. They place a bloody murder weapon next to Alan's hand, hoping that when he wakes up, he'll think that he killed Mark. The prank goes off according to plan, the prank goes according to plan until Alan decides to cover up his murder. He buries Mark's body on the beach. Then the prank is revealed to him and he desperately returns to the beach. Unfortunately, the high tide has washed away all of Mark's grave. He's a fool. He's just a big, dumb jerk person, if you ask me. Tracy Jones is pulling that fraternity, which does not exist, but is an episode of TV that is about drinking. Wow. So Do you think she really... 100% she did, huh. wow. because she's a genius. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Forbes. Layers. Um, I love Drunk Buffy slash Cave Slayer Buffy. Every single thing she says is honestly comedic gold. Uh, for example, when they're sitting in class and she raises her hand and the teacher's like, yes. Oh and she goes, she read the reading and points <laughs> so at Willow. Like, ah. she read the reading is the best. <laughs> she read the reading. <laughs> Buffy want beer. No, you can't have beer. want beer 
And we've got a new addition into Buffy's fun pajamas, which she's got some butterfly pajamas. Yes. Oh, I love that. So good. Love that. No depression overall. Her watching awesome. the music video, iconic. Luscious Jackson, by the way, yeah. whom I fucking love, and I did not recognize in the video, but it oh, is I thought 90s you were talking about perfection. The music video inside of our TV show. Veruca and her band. Yeah. Oh, no, oh, no. Not that music video. The oh. one that she's hugging, the, Buffy's hugging in the Right, TV that is. one was good. The other one was egregious. <laughs> I'm into it. That's I'm right. so into it. But I'll save all my George, Sarah, and THC anecdotes for next episode where it'll be a little more relevant. Good, good. Buffy, have you heard of this Veruca chick? Dresses like Faith, voice like an albatross. Oh, I need to take umbrage with the cleaning of the bar. I don't know if you guys noticed this at all, but when Xander... Jack did the worst? Jack did the worst. So Xander, first of all, though, he went over... I know he's trying to collect his money or whatever and get them to leave, but he's just like, with a clean rag, is just wiping peanuts dust around. And yes. then onto the floor, too. And onto, yeah, yeah, just like not trying at all. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, and then Jack at the end, yep. he, he, is, he is first focusing on a spot near the corner where the wall is, that no human being has probably ever, not even with their elbow, ever touched. <laughs> and he's just, again, dry rag. Just dry rag in it. And then when Xander Ew. leaves, that's gross. When Xander, <laughs> when, Xander, when Xander leaves, he then, yeah, just like polishes this one little already clean spot. And calls it a day. Like, he, what like, are we even doing? He picks up a bowl of peanuts to like wipe under it, but, but then puts all the peanuts and all back on the like garbage back on the bar. <laughs> so Jack's a monster okay. and he needs to be in prison. I mean, I don't know what else to say <laughs> about this. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to continue saying wonderful drunk Buffy things that yes. I thought were amazing. Yes, yes. I love when she's leaning over on the table and she leans over to one of the guys. I don't even remember which one. And she just goes, smelly head. <laughs> I think that was Colm. <laughs> And her face, too. I mean, they're all so expressive. I, the four guys did a good job, Buffy too. They were really just, like, committed. Yeah. Like, Sarah Michelle Gellar did so good in this episode, and I'm sure it was so embarrassing for her. But I'm just like, I think it's I embarrassing. Fun. I hope it's embarrassing. It's definitely embarrassing after the fact, but I'm sure it was a, hopefully a lot of fun yeah. in the moment. Because she how, did, did she ever do that? I don't know. She just gets to be a totally different character. Yeah. That must be really fun. Yeah. And all the dialogue was really funny. Even, like, a, a great one that I loved so much was when, you know, Xander was doing the beer bad thing. And then... He's trying to get her out the door mm-hmm. and she's just like, say goodbye or whatever. You yeah. know, like, and he was like, goodbye. Yeah. And goodbye. then she was like, it's like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and um, when Xander is like, okay, you've had too much to drink. I've cut you off. And then there's a beat and Buffy goes, did it hurt? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> cut you off. <laughs> so good. <sighs> so we've got a threefold fire situation. So one fire caveman trope. Because that's classic. Anytime you see a caveman, and we're going time traveling, do whatever you bring out the lighter. Not the guy go caveman though. They they're fine. No, not that's true. Oh they my god! They can work in offices and they're fine. The guy go caveman. Remember when we made a sitcom about that? Oh yeah, we did. A that's commercial right. got turned into a sitcom. Oh. Yeah. Maybe they'll yeah, make a sitcom about. Yeah, you should stereotype Neanderthals. Some of them oh are entrepreneurs. Come on, Buffy. What are but you? Then doing? We, one of them invented the wheel. I mean, I mean, come we on. owe it all to that. Also turned a Twitter user into a sitcom in 2012. So we clearly will never learn. Twitter user. Yeah, shit. My dad says. Yeah, shit. My dad oh. says he must be gone at this point. He's like not a thing. Oh, I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure whomever tried to make that show bought the rights to his Twitter feed oh, sure, somehow. Sure. So, yeah. oh yeah. my God, I completely got Oh yeah. So fire trope. We got that. Yes. And then uh, Buffy, Kate Buffy finally throws a fire extinguisher into the fire. Oh, yes. so using good. It. So good. Would it explode? Because it's certainly pressurized. Yeah. The chemicals within it obviously are a flame retardant, like something to stop the flames. But anything under pressure, I think, would explode. I don't know. Right? Maybe need a lot more I don't know how many that. people have thrown fire extinguishers into fires to test that. Theory. I don't think yeah. if it, if it fell and then it went off, like that would be a bad design. I mean, it is 
pretty heavy duty. It might have taken too long for it to get to the point that it would yeah. explode. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. Fair enough. Uh, and Parker, terrible in a crisis. What do we do? <laughs> Buffy, what do we do? Well, to his credit, it, was, it seemed to be a controlled fire that never did spread from the edges of the scene where they were filming that. <laughs> Luckily. Yeah. yeah it's really almost if somebody played it. And no one else was coughing, but he was because yeah. there was smoke, quote unquote, you know. Yeah, smoke. Nice. Yeah. Good job. Coughing because of the smoke, as you should, <laughs> but no one else seemed to care about the smoke. No, they were totally unaffected. It's not a thing. Parker's a wimp. Parker's a wimp. He's susceptible to smoke. Being called an idiot tends to take people out of the dating mood. Well, it actually kind of turns me on. I fear you. Xander to Giles, excuse me. I can't believe you served Buffy that beer. I didn't know it was evil. You knew it was beer. Well, excuse me, mister. I spent the 60s in an electric Kool-Aid funky Satan groove. It was the early 70s and you should know better. I think he was going for the electric Kool-Aid acid test. That's a good one. Oh, that is a good name. Yes. We're doing a Buffy trivia soon. Yes. We'll let you know how we do. Yes. But we're definitely going to name ourselves the electric Kool-Aid funky Satan groove. That's okay. Bad. All right. But I think in this case, he's looking for Tom Wolfe's The Electric Kool-Aid Acid Test. That's yes. the book Um. So one of the great things I think about this episode, while it does go downhill, once we get the full on Neanderthals, you know, you know that Buffy is just like jonesing for catharsis with Parker. She wants to be able to save him and just be so wonderful and amazing and so Buffy in front of him that he's like, I'm a shithead and I hate myself. Yeah. Basically. And she gets that moment. She saves him from very real danger and he does it. He has the moment where he's like, Buffy, oh my God, how can I thank you? And it's so wonderful because you get this moment with Buffy where she's like, it's like you can tell she's thinking about it and she's still like cave Buffy, but you're like, she's getting it. She's going to be happy. She's going to go for Parker and then she just bonks him over the head and knocks him out with a stick and it's so, so perfect. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> I just and wrote, she did it assault. Buffy, assault. that is assault in that's front assault. of first responders, assuming, including police. Love it. I said that's so much head trauma for one person. I'm the word I hit. Yes. Yes. All units, we have a fugitive on foot at the high school. Homicide suspect, female, blonde, approximately 16 years old. Suspect is very dangerous. Uh, this was also a masterclass in jump cuts as well. Uh, which I love so much dearly in the show. And Tracy is like, yes, I'm going to do it. Uh, intro between the daydreams obviously was very fun. Yeah. Uh, the bartender always listens, cuts to Xander screaming, what? <laughs> so, uh, Buffy's a grown up opening the door to her being a cave person. Uh, and uh, the men haven't changed since the dawn of time. Cue the cavemen walking in. So good. Just you got to do it. If you're if you're coming to Buffy hot or brand new, jump cuts. you got to come hot. Yeah. yeah. So, so Tracy good. killing it. Um. My final last favorite scene is when they put the Neanderthals into a into a van and the child is like, whose van is that? And Xander's like, I don't know. Oh my god. But then, then it cuts so to Buffy and she's just like communing with them, leaning up against the window, and like one guy's got his feet on the window, and she's just like, mm. and I love it so much. And at the end she tries to go back and Xander pulls her away. So good. Yeah, the, the whose van is that? It's just like I don't know who was unlocked. See, that's what know. I mean. That's a great writer because yeah. you don't have to explain it. You don't even have to do it. And she did it. And it was great. So good. Oh, yeah. That was um, right after the geopolitical ramifications of being mean to me. Anyways, I think the boys in the car are contained for the time being. This will give them some time to ponder the geopolitical ramifications of being mean to me. Which was yes. And the really geopolitical good. ramifications is good. I forgot to bring that up. Yes. I remember after seeing this, I, I remember being livid. This was a mm-hmm. low point for me watching the show. And I use that phrase all the time. I forgot 
Because it's just like such a dumb thing, the geopolitical ramifications of it. You just say whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it just became part of like my, like in my head, you know, there's something you would just say when you're out or I don't even know when you would use it. But yeah, I forgot it was even from that. So when he said that, I was like, whoa, like three year ago, me was like trying to like, because I stopped using it. I stopped even thinking about it. You know, it's like. Because when I first heard it, it's just so funny and stupid, and I just forgot where I even came from. We must have been drunk when yeah. we watched this oh, before, yeah, sure. which was apropos. <laughs> because honestly, all I had was just That's absolute... That's why they didn't get the money. Well, Thomas Aquinas is... Oh. Oh. There'll be no Thomas Aquinas at this table. Keep your theology of providence to yourself, fat boy. I was just drawing a parallel between... Beer. Final thing, <clears throat> just to bring it all back around to the unprovoked assault. Uh... <laughs> when Buffy hits Parker at the end, you can just imagine our cop from before saying, "Hey, ain't you that Buffy Summers who we interrogated over the mysterious death of your bus- your mother's boyfriend? Took a witness statement of those dead kids that even I can't remember, and eerily, and maybe this was me. I yelled freeze at you once when you were fleeing the library after the murder of your friend." And maybe it was me, but I'm not sure. I might have fired the weapon while you were robbing that sporting goods store down on Devro last year. Now you assaulting sexual partners with a rubber stick. Our cop is back. Yes. That was amazing. Iconic. Oh, God. You have to keep that going forever. By the season seven, it's going to be so long. I, I just need more cops, man. They There's keep gonna... they keep on coming. No, no. I went back through and I'm just like, I, I went through all the episodes from the Devro thing. Like, I never meant, I would have mentioned this again if there was a cop presence. I don't think we've had like a gang of cops again. Oh, no, no. Like, it'll keep happening through good, this good. season. Oh, yeah. Series, I'll keep I mean, going. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. No, no. This is, a, this is definitely Ooh, a thing. It's been a while. That was... <laughs> Oh, no, that was uh, Consequences or whatever, right? That was so unexpected. I'm so happy that happened. (laughs) Oh, and if you listening are also ecstatic about Daniel's beautiful rattling off of all Buffy's police encounters, please let us know by reaching out to us at Beat Me Pod everywhere. Twitter, (laughs) Tumblr, Instagram. There's a website, Beat Me Me Press, Beat Me Pod, dot wordpress.com. We have a Spotify playlist that you can also enjoy if you're listening to us on Spotify right now. Great. Thank you. You can also pop on over to Beat Me hyphen fun time playlist for podcast fans season four if you're already in spotify go ahead and pop in that playlist that'll contain every song that's been on the show so far in season four as well as any music we might play during our episodes so please enjoy that let's move on with the watches gotta give me an update i need that watch update it was a an 0 for 10 0 for 10 night damn uh, Xander construction outfits. No, he was, he's all pterodactyl and volcanoes. Uh, maroon jacket watch. No, Buffy's hardly Buffy. Uh, Forrest is gay for, Forrest is gay for Riley watch. It's a no, but Riley definitely, when he was like, I got friends. I'm I know, I know. 100% I was like, Riley. Oh, my 100% Forrest. So again, we're getting these tantalizing tidbits of Forrest, but he's not around to really just, you know, stand for Riley. So, uh, Devin watched no, but uh, Oz needs to go to practice. Oh, and I didn't even mention this before. The whole Willow Oz thing. One episode, you're going to explain the destruction of their relationship. We can probably get into that more next episode. We will, when we'll, we we'll even have, talk about it in a second a little bit. Yeah, because yeah. that's, oh my God, that is the most egregious part. I Sorry, Tracy. That sucks that you have to try to be the one to do that. Uh, Devin watched no, but I assume practice is, the, the, the dingoes are yeah. still a thing, right? Oh, so, and we'll even enter, mention him by name in okay. something blue. Devin sent him his stuff. Like uh, that's the thing Willow's, or somebody says to Willow's. So. Okay, so yeah, DeHoffen watched Sandy watch michael wicket amy goth goth watch there's no any although maybe jack's brother-in-law is related to michael somehow or is michael somehow we don't know 
Books a million. There's no books at all. Uh, streets ahead. No streets at all. No, but we got the grotto, which we've never seen before or well, true. after. But that's on campus. It's not like a. That's not. A, I know, but it's a new location. Apparently, it was mentioned. I'm sorry. This is called Streets Ahead, not new locations. And the bar only named the pub. There's no actual name for it well, because, as we discussed, it's a basement. We don't ever see again either. Just. It's incredible. And Giles, because not got nothing. Giles, I'm surprised Giles even showed up. He does get pushed over at oh least which is the most violence that's happened to giles in a while Wait, so when did he i get pushed over uh buffy like throws him into the wall right to get out of he definitely gets hurt i really like, even wrote it down giles gets knocked over but not knocked oh yeah because when buffy's trying to escape to get oh, somebody she throws him into the oh in the corner of the room so biggest ko so far of this year is giles falling over being pushed by <laughs> cave cave woman buffy yes okay. the cave slayer the, the cave slayer, slayer. Buffy the Cave Slayer. Also, like a descendant of uh, of the Restless character. I mean, she was like a. King oh, of, the first, yeah. yeah, the first, yeah. Yeah, she definitely had. Is a this vibe. like is this like a, a subtle nod at the first that Sinaya. hasn't shown up yet? Mm, maybe. Is Tracy doing more than we even know? Ooh. Is this episode really? It's actually like what all keeps the it all work. together. <laughs> oh my god! So no, it's an over ten. Another um, disappointing iteration of the watch. Thank ooh. you, Daniel, for the update. It seems like why are we doing it? I don't know. Because <laughs> we must. We must. Contractually obligated. Let's rank this sucker. Willow Hacks, we talk about the net. Nada. Zip. Five. Giles. Oh, my God. Giles was in this episode for maybe two and a half minutes of the whole thing. But, like we just discussed, he does get pushed over. <laughs> pushed over, but he also gets weirdly, yeah, like, uh, talks to that student or whatever. We, had right, to, we just had to cut to him talking to the right. student, which was bad. Uh, it was just bad. But he did come to try to help, so seven. That was oh. a Giles thing to do, that he came to try oh, to help. Wow. The TV is off. (laughs) Also, that's great. (laughs) Clutch Giles. Uh, Monster of the Week. Is it the Neanderthals? Is it Mm. the frat boys, Brett Kavanaugh? Is it Jack? We know what it is. Is it beer? (laughs) Yes. Beer bad. Is it Parker? Ooh. I mean, Parker's a bad kisser, but I wouldn't say. Pretty sure Buffy has a history of telling you exactly what you should know. In the episode title. I know. I like to pretend that that never happens, but then I was proven wrong time and time. So here's the thing. Alcohol is the baddie. Now you are drinking a beer. I'm drinking a beer. That's true. So are we saying that we're bad? bad? We're evil? Well, I gave it a four, so clearly I didn't take kindly to the message of beer is bad, but I did like the caveman uh, little get up. It was fine. I mean, I liked how they looked literally everything else acting wise was terrible. Yeah. They, they were afraid of Xander's fire, and yet they just started a fire on their own. It's None of it makes sense. Yeah. They also, one of them said, it was like, oh, fire. And then he was like, oh, fire pretty. Yeah, I know. Fire angry, but that was Xander. <laughs> Riley, handsome and charming. So far, so good. I gave him an eight. Yeah. Can't, you can't fault the guy. He was great. He was only I mean, he got ran into. But... He didn't ask to be in this fucking episode. He's trying to get back to his love. So I know. Just, he had to get to force. Buffy runs into him like... Buffy runs into multiple people. God damn it, Buffy. Chill the hell out. <laughs> Look where you're hey, going. Hey, attention. So friendship slash relationship, goodness or badness. Uh, Buffy and Willow, great. Because amazing little conversation that they have. Oh. Even though, you know, Buffy is uh, kind of out of it. She's hung over. She's not quite cavey yet. She's just like out of it. But that whole like group sex conversation. I don't know what to Xander's. <sighs> and then Parker. Oh. oh. And then four, four guys. Four guys. Ow. Ow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but she doesn't judge. She's like, I she know, just accepts, like, mm-hmm. okay, Buffy's having casual. We've moved from, from one instance of Parker to, 
to, to group sex, but that's okay. I still well, love even, you and support and you. Buffy said that earlier, I'm a slut. <laughs> <laughs> she did. <laughs> she said sex with two men. <laughs> oh, one Buffy. of them is 300 Bucky, years old. Buffy. But obviously. <laughs> that's more of the problem. <laughs> well, yeah. That's oh, a whole wow. other thing. Holy obviously, the big issue in this episode, uh, relationship-wise, is the Oz and Willow factor. So <sighs> it's. The Yoko factor? Another great fucking episode of television. Um, we Sish and I kind of talked about this while we were watching it. It, it. I think I think Seth Green does a really good job of like being transfixed mm. in a really so believable good. way. Like he's really mesmerized. He's such a great actor, and it, it, his face is so subtle. Mm-hmm. Like it really just barely shifts. Like the music starts, and he just like he make it feels so real. Like that's how you would if you've ever been struck by something. Not, mm-hmm. not even like a person, but just like oh man, like ah, oh, so good. His yeah. face and everything. Well, the mysteriousness of it all was so good. Like. All of the legwork was there. If if you let this thing simmer, I think it would be just fine. Like especially as like the first of it of it happening, like this little distance that they're doing. But it's just knowing that next episode is going to be the break. It's like yeah. holy shit, we're steamrolling this fast, and we have to shoe in the conversation between Oz and her. You know about like I'm not going to go to the practice, and he's like, right? Yeah, I guess. You won't see ya. It's like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. You guys went from being like the most adorable couple one episode ago to like, oh, icy cold. And maybe, you know, that's real life. That can happen, right? But like, damn. I mean, even like a scene ago, wasn't he in the Xander oh, scene too? Ago. Like, they, the, yeah, yeah, true, true. Yeah. I, it's like they decided halfway through or like, we really got to push this forward. I mean, who knows? Knowing yeah. now that they had intended the arc to stretch the season and then just didn't work out because of Seth Green's schedule yeah. makes a lot more sense in hindsight. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. holy shit, an episode and a half, if we're being generous, for their relationship that's been going on for two years now, yeah, that is the most solid thing on the show. And it's just like such a great supporting, loving relationship to gone yeah. is like really jarring. And, and obviously... <sighs> Ruka is a great cop out, especially if when they add the werewolf aspect to it, like, okay, but it's, this is a lot. And I think that, uh, Alice Hannigan also does a great job in the scene too, to, to, um, and maybe that's Tracy too, just with the, the words where she's like, what do you know her? Like the, yeah. the oh, reaction yeah. is, oh, yeah. Cause I read nothing's it as, accusatory. Nothing's like mm-hmm. being mean about it. Nothing because like, it's, weird. I saw you yeah. staring at them because you're not like, ah, oh, this isn't that person. Right. Like clearly I'm think. being out of line here. So I'm just going to like. Whenever he brings it up, I'll bring it up. Like, we'll just kind of do this tit for tat thing. Mm-hmm. That was brilliant. I like that line a lot. Do you know her? Like, why do you want to keep going? You know, just like, mm-hmm. tell me more because I'm curious and I want to know more. But like, I'm not I'm not being jealous, you know? I don't know. It's and good. obviously the, the scene continues on that we don't get to see because Willow's talking about it when she walks into the dorm room with Buffy of like, mm. oh, this is a Veruca. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Which really is great. great. Yeah. Man. But it's uh, it's really sad to see, and I think the next episode yeah. is going to be really emotional, and yeah. uh, I'm not looking forward to that. So no, all no. that to say, I gave it a seven because Buffy and Willow are friends. <laughs> well, Xander was a great friend too. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, episode specific: debating the geopolitical ramifications of bioengineering. One of ten. One Thanks, Brett Kavanaugh yeah. slash Colm. So that's going to be thirty-two. Five out of five for this season. But what a yeah. harsh light of day! Wow, so. shocker! Shocker! <clears throat> you ready? To make bad choices. <laughs> yes, alcohol. Choice is kind of a broad term for my situation. Um, <laughs> I feel like my rank list is getting wildly unwieldy. <laughs> so I'm about to make a bad choice. Oh, yes. yes. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to put beer bad at... Number one. <laughs> 35 out of 61. Yeah. Are the, I mean, it's high. That's 
Yeah, where that's, that's pretty high. Dark Age. Dark I mean, Age. It's below Dark Age. Dark Age is okay. at twenty seven. Okay. okay. Um, it's directly below What's My Line Part One and Faith, Hope, and Trick, and it's above Surprise and The Prom, and it is like ten above Killed by Death and Bad Eggs. But you yeah. love bad eggs. I do love bad eggs, and I wish it was higher. <laughs> but I can't change it. I, I no can't change it over now. This. And it is the um, third highest ranking episode of the season so far. It's below, or it's above Harsh Light of Day and The Freshman. You okay. think this episode is better? <laughs> I love it. Than The Freshman and Harsh Light of Day. Yes, by four slots. I can't. I can't. Daniel? <laughs> I thought for one blissful second that I was wrong about this episode and it felt so good to be like I was just so drunk <laughs> apropos for this one I thought I was so drunk that I would just misread how great this episode was going to be and I'm glad on one hand that I was wrong about the first 20 minutes because it was fantastic but I'm glad it panned out in the end to be kind of a shit episode that, that all of it with the caveman was terrible and it really comes down to um, the same problems, which is that it's contrived. It's kind of stupid. Um, at least we see the end of Parker, right? This yes, is the end yeah. of Parker. I don't believe we see him. Uh, mention him again. The music video being in the TV, sh- my TV show episode. Never going to be mad at Paige Moss. was really bad. to be in that band. The rules are stupid as we only barely touched on. But, um, you know, things like um, I think that Jack giving his acid beer to an innocent girl, I think it's like fucked up. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like him wanting to get these guys. I thought it was kind of like trying to get them. But you're right. Like Xander's pouring it. Like he's just giving the shit out. But it seems like they're the only ones. Uh, And also like admitting about the warlocks was a weird flex because. Xander, we don't. He, how do you know that he's even in this world? Why would you um, say this something is like Sunnydale, this? Sunnydale, we don't. And also, yeah, everyone is repressed as hell. So, like, why would you even say that to a random kid? You don't know that he's part of the. He knows, you know, right? Fucking crazy. The Oz and Willow stuff obviously is bad, and also the fire stuff at the end. You know, Buffy saying fire is bad, and then running to the fire makes absolutely no sense. So, literally everything at the end made no sense, mm-hmm. and it was just very bad. Mm-hmm. But it did get us having. Uh, the rubber stick, because it was rubber, if you go back and watch her pick up the stick in the controlled fire in the new cafe that is now burned down and probably will never be seen again. Uh, it's a rubber stick. She's, oh, I'm sure. She presses down on it and it like bends. <laughs> it's, it's great. So every time she's whacking Parker, I'm like, oh, that's fun. That must be fun. Like, you're not actually hurting them, but it's a real stick. So I am, uh, I am guarantee you that I put this in like 130 territory last time. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to put this at number 77. <gasps> So it's it is just above Faith Open Trick. So it's better than Faith Open Trick. That's what I did. It's better than Beauty and the Beast, but it is under School Hard seventy three, and I only have eyes for you seventy two, which is the one that I would love to move up more because it deserves more. Yes, but yeah, so it's the I don't think that it's the, that quality. Like that line for me is like right at seventy five, because then it dips off incredibly. I cannot. I cannot believe it, you have a lot of bottom to fill out. I mean, phrasing, but you uh, <laughs> and you are like, nope, seventies. This is where beer. I think there's going to be a lot of. I think there's going to be a lot more of six and seven that is going to be bad. That I don't. I, mean, I don't know, man. Smash some of seven is yeah. really a slot. I know, and honest. so I'm. I'm. I'm just. I just. I got to go with what I got to do. That's the bad part about seven. Seven's really going to get the I short strip. At the end of the thing. day, you're just going to have to justify it. It's just going to have to justify it. Yeah, absolutely. This will be my. This will be my dark age. Should we, we all have a reckoning? <laughs> Killed by death, one thirty-seven. Killed by death is at the bottom. So there yeah, is yeah. no. There is no yeah. actual bottom. There is no more bottom. No. Okay. 
Okay. So, well, I mean, one thirty six in all the numbers. Sure. Uh, one thirty six might be taken too. One thirty one reptile boy. One thirty puppet show. One thirty four six three are open. Thirty seven killed by death. Thirty two some assembly required. Thirty five bad eggs. Nice. So one thirty six. So six. That's Someone my gets lowest. The coveted second lowest. What would episode? be? I don't even know. Probably where the wild things are. That's ah, probably. That's probably coming. excellent choice. That's it for this episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Beer bad is in the books. We never have to watch this episode of television ever again, should we not choose to do so. But you know what? I probably will. Uh, Any parting words? Either of you? Anything? They had it coming with their fruity, their fruity little micro brews. (laughs) Oh, yeah. How dare people enjoy craft beer? Deja? I like beer. Beer good. Beer good. It's comforting. Nice. Foamy. 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 Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time for season four, episode six. We'll hear Jerker. Wild at heart. See you then. Bye. Bye. You got trouble? Tell them to the bartender. I say she never cared and that she never Oh, contraire, mon frère. Mon frère, What beer? Like beer. Beer. Good. Go home and go to bed. Say bye. Bye. Bye.